0: Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening.
1: All right, here we go again. Episode 3. This week we're going to be talking about apathy, um, and we're going to be focusing on staying awake, which seems somewhat fitting after last Sunday's time change. Uh, But obviously, we're not talking about rest or sleep. We're talking about uh, dealing with the times that we live in and making sure that we're observant and aware of our role in the midst of the world and what is happening as Christians and how we can continue to shine the light of the gospel in the midst of the world that we live, work, and play in. So, Jordan, uh, when we thought about this last week's sermon and we talked about um, being alert and awake to... The world and shining the light of the gospel in the midst of the world. What's uh, what are some scriptures or thoughts that had come to your mind in regards to apathy and staying awake?
0: Yeah, in regards to apathy and staying awake. uh, Recently, we went through the book of James. um, We our our first podcast actually was kind of on the tail end of that series that we did as a church, Um, but. one of the weeks I got to preach during the book of James was the, the passage on um, boasting about tomorrow. And when James talks about, you know, come now you who say today we'll, or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit, but you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? Um, a, a Our lives are a, a mist that appears for a moment and then vanishes. Um, it's a reminder of our mortality, our, our finiteness and... I think that is one way that keeps us awake to the kingdom of God. We're not living for the things of this world, but setting our minds on things that are above. So that was one of the first thoughts I had. Um, what about you? So just basically being fully aware of the fact that we are in a limited time frame. That yeah. God
1: has allowed us a specific time to be present, so we need to be awake and alert. Yeah, Ephesians 5 came to my mind as we... thought about this podcast. We're talking a little bit about it. Um, Ephesians 5, specifically talking about walking in love. And if you look down, uh, starting verse 7 or so, it says, Therefore do not become partners with them, that being of the world. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfaithful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible, seen. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper. And arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And then he continues on and says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Um, so basically he's reminding us of the fact that uh, we live in a world that is very broken uh, and its goal is. Uh, the evil one's goal in the world is to distract us from uh, living in the light. And there's a temptation, I think, to remain exposed in the darkness. I appreciated the sermon you gave a few weeks back talking about the fact that uh, going to bed and falling asleep is kind of like trusting the Lord is similar to death and the resurrection of waking up. Um, and that I thought that was a really good point that you brought into play a few weeks ago in your sermon and thinking about how we as followers of Jesus um, become awake to our reality of who we once were lost in darkness Mm -hmm. and then now we uh, become discerning and wise and understanding of god's ways when we we are exposed to the light Uh, he brings us from ignorance to knowledge in that um, but it can be hard to process the fact of who i once was and now who i am Mm -hmm. and then how do i walk in the light at this point i think we have a temptation to um, desire to stay asleep Mm -hmm. Um, we don't want to be aware of all the brokenness necessarily because it's overwhelming, to be honest with you. Very tiring, exhausting, taxing uh, to see the world in its state, um, and yet we're to be awake and aware and discerning of what is happening around us so that God can use us um, in this current time frame that we exist in, uh, dealing with the brokenness that's around us. We've been rescued from it, and so God then says, go enter back into it, uh, not to be overwhelmed by it, uh, but instead to overwhelm it with the light of the gospel. So I was thinking about, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Uh, Just reminding us of the fact that, wake up (laughs) like i I think it's i think it's needful for me to hear that from from people at times like you need Mm -hmm. to wake up like do you see what's going on around you so that's kind of one thing that i it was going through my mind what what other scriptures were uh or even along that vein like what else is on your mind in regards to waking up
0: yeah even in verse 11 in chapter 5 of ephesians he says take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them for it's shameful even to speak of these things they do in secret, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Um, and I, I think of this contrast between light and darkness, um, and light shining into darkness. Part of waking up, I mean, really, waking up is repenting of sin. Mm-hmm. So if we find ourselves asleep um, and not alert, <clears throat> excuse me, and not discerning of what's going on around us, I think one of the first things we ought to do is repent mm-hmm. and turn from our sin, drag our sins into the light, whether that's uh, both in confessing them uh, to God, but also confessing to a close brother or sister in Christ um, and, and walking that out. Am I, as you were talking, something that rolled through my head is um, if we find ourselves asleep or, you know, there's a there is a temptation, like you said, to be asleep and to— a stay aloof to what's going on in the world because mm-hmm. it is hard to focus on it's hard to enter into You know, we have been ransomed and saved from the darkness but to walk back into the darkness yielding the light is difficult mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power in the death and resurrection obviously that's the essence of our faith and what we're trying to fix our minds and hearts on in this 40 days of preparation before Easter um, but if we are asleep We are living as if Christ is still dead, Mm -hmm. as if Christ did not rise, as if Christ doesn't have power over life and death and power over our sin and the ability to give us victory. And so I think apathy and living in it, um, and I'm not claiming to be perfect by any means. I have seasons in my life where I'm apathetic for sure and need to be called out like you mentioned, um. But apathy is living like the resurrection didn't happen and living like Jesus is still in the grave. Because if he is, uh, nothing matters really. We don't need to pursue the kingdom. But he's not. He has risen from the grave and paved the way for us. Um, So I think one of the ways to uh, keep our minds fixed, uh, we talked about science and solitude last week, but uh, another practice or spiritual discipline I find to be helpful even in my own walk, to keep myself awake, uh, to keep, as Colossians 3 says, uh, seeking first the things that are above, is actually fasting. Um, And fasting has been used throughout church history uh, as a a practice or discipline uh, to do just that, to keep ourselves awake, to keep ourselves uh, dependent on the Spirit of God. I think of uh, Jesus in the wilderness when he's being tempted by the enemy, and he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, Fasting is a way to uh, starve the things of our flesh and feed on the Spirit of God. Um, And I I find that to be a helpful way to keep ourselves awake and keep living and seeking the kingdom. Yeah, and I know um, specifically fasting
1: within the Bible context is about food. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when your stomach rumbles, to be reminded of the fact that you're to— to lean on Christ as as the bread of life and uh, to be reminded of your existence and of uh, God's nourishment in your existence and kind of just waking up your heart every time Mm -hmm. you feel like that urge of hunger or whatever. Uh, But I'd say even in our current culture, uh, expanding that just a little bit about uh, which silence and solitude does Mm -hmm. about, you know, fasting from uh, technology or fasting from certain things that normally would divert our attention away from, um, hearing from the Lord as well, which we hit on last week, so I don't want to go very far down that rabbit trail. Uh, But yeah, so waking up to the reality uh, through fasting and being reminded of, our body reminding us of mm. our need for God and to continue to turn towards Him in the midst of those hunger pains. And it's interesting because I wonder, like, how hungry are we for God mm. with all the distractions that are going on and all the things that are happening um, that keep us kind of fulfilled and full in a lot of ways. I think mm-hmm. uh, we we do really well gorging on our current culture and uh, the things that it offers versus uh, feasting at the table of the Lord. And the beauty also is is that um, to. Bring Break the fast at the table of God. Mm. Sometimes, um, Mm -hmm. which is you know, and for a little dinky cup that we peel open into the little wafer and drink that little bit of juice, doesn't really fully represent that table and that meal that God offers us every time He invites us into His presence. Uh, But it gives us a small. Uh, taste of, of what it is that that God is up to in the midst of that um, but yeah staying awake I this last Sunday during Sunday school at least people struggled to stay awake because they <laughs> lost some sleep right um, but I think the same thing happens to us when it comes to uh, just the distractions of the world and things that are going on we we aren't awake or aware of what God is up to and how dark. The world is around us. So we've almost become accustomed to wearing sunglasses in our world, you know, what I mean? not, not in the mm-hmm. physical sense, but in a spiritual sense mm-hmm. of kind of dimming down the light and brightness of the gospel um, and the impact that it can make. Um, the scriptures say, Do not be ashamed of the gospel for its life, right? And so um, just being reminded of the fact that um, we may not feel like we have a lot to offer to the world with. Our little dinky candle that at times seems to be blowing out and barely uh, surviving on embers. And yet even that can be extremely bright Mm -hmm. in the midst of a very dark world. Um, the other thing that was coming to my mind, and I know you'll probably have some other scriptures as well, but um, Ephesians 6, we went over the whole book of Ephesians a number of, well, I guess it's been like a couple years ago, which is crazy. But um, the whole armor of God um, is just a reminder of the fact that we have to suit up. like we To stay awake is to like stay engaged, mm-hmm. uh, not to back down or back out. And says, uh, finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, which I'm grateful that Paul uses that terminology. To remind me of the fact that I don't live in my might or my strength. I live in the strength of the Lord. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. I can't even stand against the devil or his schemes unless I have on the armor of God. Um, And I want to jump all the way down. I really encourage you to read read that and and reread it over time But you're to put on the whole armor of God and then verse 18 says uh, Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the Saints Um, So he kind of reiterates that stay awake part of keep alert like once you're awake Stay awake like Mm -hmm. seriously be be alert um, and be prayerful, just as you mentioned with fasting and in our prayer life as well, um, turning back to God and getting our mission from him um, and not from what the world wants to give us our mission or say that our mission's supposed to be, which I think part of that awakeness of being, yeah, being awake is being reminded that we do have a mission and we have a mission giver. And if we don't find it, and we don't get it defined by God; the world will define it for us. Like we will begin to reach out to the world the way they want, versus what is God trying to say. I've been spending a lot of time in the prophets, um, hmm. and just thinking about the fact that that their statements and the things that He called them to speak into the world, or even the the God's people, was not pleasant. It was hard, um, and it was oftentimes God trying to get them to wake up. Uh, from the distractions to the world that they have bought into and so sometimes we have to be prophetic into to the world but also to the church of saying hey wake up you know you're getting drug into things that are taking you off mission of loving your wife well or loving your family well mm-hmm. loving your neighbor well um, and kind of remind one another to get back on mission and praying for each other and being up. Uh, persevering and long suffering and stable and uh, remaining awake awake so that's some thoughts that i had uh coming out of ephesians and paul's commands did you have any other scriptures or thoughts um as we continue this conversation
0: yeah i do um that was great and as i kind of mentioned uh, colossians 3 uh starting verse 1 uh, if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God when Christ who is your life appears then you will also appear with him in glory and then Paul goes on to talk about uh, what it is we are to put to death and and it's still this you know kind of like in ephesians um, he's saying don't uh, participate in these unfruitful works of darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, part of staying awake is uh, repentance. Again, like I said earlier, it's, it's turning away from these things and turning towards these things. And these things are the things that are above where Christ is. And Paul says in this passage, uh, Christ is our life. Who is, when, when Christ who is your life appears, it's fixing our minds, our hearts, our attentions, our efforts, our energy on the one who is our life. I um, mean, it reminds me even of Matthew six thirty three: seek first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness and these things will be added to you. And that's obviously probably the main passage uh, for which the name of this podcast was born of. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeking first is the idea, there's not a second. I mean, it is the thing that you are devoted to. And I found it interesting that you brought up, I, I wonder how much we hunger for God. Mm-hmm. You know, do we, do we desire to seek first? or his kingdom, or do we reflect on whether or not we have those desires to seek first? And uh, there's a, a pastor, author I, I follow, and recently I was um, listening to him, and he said, um, if we want to grow in our hunger for God, um, we, you and I have lesser desires, you know, whether it be food, uh, for pleasure, for entertainment, all these other things, kind of like you mentioned earlier, things we can fast from technology, social media, um, whatever it may be. We have lesser desires. And sometimes in order to grow in our more deeper desires, like our desires for God, his kingdom, to seek first, to seek the things that are above, we need to starve our lesser desires. So Mm -hmm. we do need to take a break from these things. Um, And he had a great illustration. He's like, it's like if I tell you uh, that you could have a New York strip steak grilled to perfection. Um, and he said, you can have it, but you can't have it till tomorrow and you have to fast and wait for it. Or you can have a McDonald's hamburger right now. Uh, And, and the point there is like the McDonald's hamburger, although brings some sustenance, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, like you said, some of the things that fill our appetites for a little while, Mm -hmm. like social media, like these lesser desires, like technology, whatever it may be. And those things aren't inherently bad, but sometimes they cover up our deeper desires and hunger for God. And um, the New York Strip is that. Great steak, you know?
1: Yeah, and far more sustenance for sure, right? For sure.
0: No, no, nothing against McDonald's burgers, but yeah. I like a McDonald's burger, but if I have the choice between a McDonald's burger and a New York Strip, no brainer. No brainer. Yeah, no brainer. So yeah, I'm grateful for that illustration, uh, and again, that was a pastor author I follow. His name is Tyler Staten. So it, just grateful for it. And so, Steve, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, talking about apathy, uh, staying awake, not not finding ourselves in slumber. How do we know if we are? Asleep, how, how do we know, how can we identify if we are being apathetic or struggling with apathy?
1: Yeah, I think when you start living in such a way that you're living paycheck to paycheck, just going through the everyday life, um, kind of like humdrum, just kind of making your way through. Um, the scriptures talk about the joy of the Lord. You're not experiencing that. Uh, you're not experiencing the presence of God. Uh, you're just kind of making life, just kind of making and muddling through Um, I think that's kind of when you know you're asleep um, but the irony is the, the interesting thing to consider, though, is that maybe even people that think they're awake and are doing all this wonderful stuff and having a blast and spending all their money and doing, you know, just living it up, they may be asleep as well. Like, I think that's the confusing aspect of this is that we look at somebody that's just like loving life, um, but they're loving it for themselves. They're just as asleep as someone who's muddling through. Um, so I think it can be a little confusing uh, to us. Um, and when people, come to the realization that you know there may be more to live for I think that's when you begin to understand that maybe I was asleep like Mm -hmm. there may be something more to live for in this life
0: yeah for sure so someone finds themselves uh, maybe in a situation like you just described find themselves living with apathy uh, and in a slumber how do we wake up
1: um, I think it's a matter, I mean, God has to do it, right? We have, to, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit has to stir us. The Word of God has to stir us. Our brothers and sisters can help in that process as well by asking us leading questions and praying for us and bringing us into the presence of the Lord and, and things along those lines. But I think it comes down to us understanding that our purpose in life is to please the Lord, love God and love neighbor, like to enter his kingdom work today, not waiting for, the resurrection, but in the meantime, we've already been resurrected from death to life. So engaging in the kingdom work that he has for us right here, right now, which can feel mundane. I can mm-hmm. feel very mundane, ironically. Um, and yet to love and serve and um to show forth what the fruit of the spirit looks like in the mundane um, I think is when you actually start to wake up the problem with waking up is there's still pain there's still struggle Mm -hmm. there's still all these things and so some people think hey if I just wake up that'll all be gone but the truth is uh, Jesus basically says like when you enter into my kingdom work there could be even more pain and more struggle Mm -hmm. but there's a purpose for it and understanding sanctification God working in uh, us out of us um, for his glory and others good and things along those lines remind us of the fact that my life has more purpose and meaning than just kind of either enjoying whatever it is I want to enjoy or uh, sleeping through life in the mundane and not really enjoying the presence of the Lord or being at his work. Um, so I think that would be one way to consider like waking up to something more than myself, something more than just what this world has to offer, but actually engaging in um, the world in a kingdom mindset, which is obviously what our focal point is here. Uh, To love God, love others means to um, help those around us that have needs, uh, to bring the gospel and the hope. Jesus met people's physical needs, but he met their emotional needs, but ultimately his goal was to meet their deep, deep spiritual needs. And I think that as a culture, we avoid that. We're afraid of it. We don't want to be in each other's quote-unquote business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we're like, you know, what right do I have to speak this into you or uh, to talk to you about this stuff? Uh, But I think that's the enemy keeping us asleep. I think we have to engage with the deeper stuff, the deeper issues of life together um, for the kingdom's sake. But what are your thoughts? So would you say that we are our brother or our sister's keeper? Of course. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of Uh, where we started this whole thing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I guess a, a final thought I would have is, you know, in, in your explanation there, you brought up the mundane a few times <clears throat> in our tagline for this podcast. And really something we've been pursuing after as a church is seek first the kingdom of God where we live, work, and play. Mm-hmm. And those three things are all things that we do every day. Um, and, and they're all things that play out in the context of the mundane, and so it's, I think sometimes we fear the mundane because it doesn't seem exciting. It doesn't seem enticing. It doesn't seem however you, and I, I think especially uh, in the younger generations, uh, we, we fear the mundane because we think we're getting, we think we're just going to be bored. But mm-hmm. uh, um, the kingdom of God lived out in the day-to-day mundane is not boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is everything from, doing the same things you do every day to love your family, doing the same things you do every day at your job uh, to uh, be a good co-worker, uh, to be a good employee, uh, to be a good employer, whatever, wherever you find yourself, the day-to-day things you do, uh, if you do them well and unto the Lord, you are seeking first the kingdom of God and, and, and seeking to make much of him. And so, I think we need not fear the mundane. I think the mission of God is more grounded in the mundane, in the ordinary. You know, love God, love neighbor, and, and walking with him in all of that.
1: Absolutely. And kind of close this out, then, things that we're looking to consider uh, throughout this series as we're doing 40 days of preparation. As we prepare to remember the crucifixion, the resurrection, uh, we're asking that we would be intentional in these four ways. Be prayerful, be thoughtful, be watchful, and be faithful. Be faithful. Um, and right now being watchful means stay awake, wake up and stay awake. So appreciate y'all listening to this week's podcast. Again, uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have some ideas of topics you'd love to have covered, uh, Jordan will speak of that in just a moment. Thanks and God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments questions or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings.